Welcome back to this episode of the Your Daily Pass podcast. You're here with your co-hosts, Fiona Daly and Courtney Passfield. We are bringing back another beautiful, raw and authentic, unedited conversation for you guys to listen to. So enjoy. My name is Shawnee Harley. I am a mental fitness coach. That's right, people. Train your brain. I help people figure out what's going on in their head, cut through the noise, and unleash their inner tiger so they show up with courage and confidence when it matters most. And today we're going to blow your freaking socks off because we are going to talk about what happens when you shift from what to why. It's deep, people. Get ready. Fiona, when somebody comes back to us, we are like two kids with a cupcake right now because we no, are smiling. No, we aren't like two. Oh, yes, because we're, we're not. We're really grinning wanna, from ear to ear. And we don't want to share. Exactly, pretty with much. each other. It, yeah. We used to want to do all the talking. Yes. This one's one of my favourites. Yes. I re-listened to our last episode with Shawnee Harley and just like, so good. I know. You know when you walk away? You know when you do something in general in life and you walk away and you're like, Fuck, I don't know how I got this rad, but I just nailed life. I feel like this is what it's like when we come back. And then, like, that Shawnee was keen to come back to us. We're like, yeah, I don't know what we did, but we are rad. We're a couple of modest Aussies. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, Shawnee, welcome back. As you can tell, we are so excited to see you or hear you. Both, really. <laughs> well, I, I share... I share the excitement. It's um, there's something about being in good energy that it, it's like I can't get enough of it. So you girls have uh, that in spades. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you so much. We um, when we first you know jump onto the Zoom, we're like, Shawnee, what have you been up to?" And she was like, "You know what? Just helping people sort their shit out." And we were like, "You know what? We need a little bit of help and sort our shit out too." So you Who know, doesn't need that. We, let's just get into our conversation because this is what we need. Let's sort some people's shit out, <laughs> aka us. So Shawnee, <laughs> kicking off today, where would you like to start? Because we had our conversation, so people kind of got to know you a little bit. Um, but we will have obviously new listeners and then our returning listeners. So kick us off in telling us your journey and then where we're sort of going into in our conversation today. My journey is, you know, I feel like my journey is just continuing from the last conversation that we had where I'm, I really want to help people figure out how to show up as their best self. You know, in sport, we talk about the biggest day, the biggest stage of our life, but for all of us, how do we show up as our best self, right? Because we all have a podium, whether it's a podium for athletes or whether it's the podium of life. And then what I'm so intrigued at is shifting from what to why. So we know we want the podium. It's the what. Why aren't we getting it? That has really got me thinking and not, not sleeping properly some nights because I, these thoughts just go round and round. I see people, in, in my case, it's athletes and their parents and their coaches, stuck. They get, we're stuck in the what. And so for athletes, it's like, well, I pass more than I shoot. 
I'm like, I know you do. They're like, well, I feel timid doing X. I'm like, I know you do. But nobody is asking why. And I think that is the most important question we all need to ask ourselves. Why? Why am I thinking this? Why am I feeling this? Why am I, why am I stuck? What am I seeing? What it, it, there's a level under here that's deep and sport does not take our athletes, parents, and coaches to that level in any way, shape, or form. Mm. Yes. Yeah. I just, I feel like everyone needs a little minute to listen and let that really soak in because, yeah. and I think where we fall in love with Shawnee and, you know, as soon as we were like, yeah, she's back again. She wants to see us. It was just so, it's one of those things we have these conversations and, you know, we all try to do things ourselves, but coming to people and going, you know, I need that little bit more in-depth help and mm. why like what is the mindset yeah exactly my why and why is my mindset going in this direction when we need it to be going in another direction yeah if i could build on that i it i think it is so important because we don't change behavior by addressing the behavior the behavior is the what. This is what I'm doing. Mm. We have an opportunity and a chance to change behavior if we go under and see what's driving the behavior, what's causing the behavior. That's the why. There's this layer under the what that I think is like, honestly, it's so freaking exciting for me. When I talk to clients and we start moving from the what to the why, the shift happens like this. You can just see this light bulb. It's like they've been fumbling around in the dark. And then all of a sudden someone gives them a flashlight and they're like, whoa, where the hell's that flashlight been for the last X period of time? I can finally see what the real problem is. Wow. So you would have to really go in and go, okay, why, why do you think like this or, and going in and having a really good look at what their values are. Possibly. (laughs) How about if I did, how about if I said this, the, the why Oh, goodness gracious. This is so juicy. It's so good. I love these conversations. The reason that we go into the why is because that's where the truth is. And the truth will set us free. But the truth is we don't want to go there because the why will always uncover our deepest fears. Mm. what we're afraid of, what we're avoiding, what we're protecting, what we're protecting against. There's a reason that we don't go there because sometimes what we see isn't what we were hoping for, or it's this thing that we really know about ourselves, but we have been refusing 
to look at, right? It's easy to say the truth will set you free. And people are like, well, hell with that. Who wants to see the truth? Let's just eat more cupcakes. (laughs) Exactly. Wow. That is so powerful, Shawnee. That is so powerful. I think what, to go into more depth with you with it, I think what I really enjoy about it is is, it's, it's hard and it's ugly and it's so scary to look at your truth and the things that you deep down know, you know, that you're designed to do or you want to do or, You've you know. this to sit in your discomfort. Exactly. And sitting in that and yes. then, you know, you can see everybody around you doing these amazing things and you're like sometimes it can put you more in that discomfort of going, how do I, how do I work through this? Yeah. You're right. And if I can give you an example, these are recent examples of athletes that I work with and they'll be like, well, they're like, I, so I try to figure out what do you, I'm like, what do you want me to help you with? Like, why are, why are we here? They're like, well, I don't feel very confident. You know, I, I pass more than I shoot. I'm afraid of missing the net. So I'm like, oh, okay, great. And then I ask them, why? Why do you pass more than you shoot? They don't know. Like, they've, nobody's ever asked them that. And so I ask them, why do you do that? And they're like, they don't know. And I'm like, okay, let me give you a hint. Now be like, what are you afraid of when you shoot? Because passing is an, in sport is often an avoidance behavior. It's the safe thing that I do. So it's, it's an avoidance behavior. I try to get them to see what are you avoiding when you pass. See how we're uncovering the why. Mm. You can, but you can see how hard this is. So guiding them, they'll be like, well... The reason I pass is because I'm afraid of missing the net if I shoot. I'm like, okay. And I'm like, let's go a level deeper. I said, why does that make you afraid? They don't, they're kind of doing what you do. They look, they stare at me and they're like, I don't know. I'm like, I know this stuff is really hard. To shorten the story, here's what they figure out. They're not afraid of the what, because the what is a thing. I'm not afraid of missing the net. That's a thing. I'm not afraid of getting put on the bench. That's a thing. So there's another piece under it. If we're not afraid of things, winning, losing, promotion, demotion, whatever it could be, If we're not afraid of things, then what's really going on? Well, I propose that we're afraid of feelings. Actually, that's not true. We're not afraid of happy feelings. But we are really afraid of crappy feelings. And for us to to see the truth is going to bring up some really big crappy feelings. And so when I say to them, you're not afraid of missing the net. You're not afraid of sitting on the bench. What are you afraid of? What they're actually afraid of. Oh, man, 
This is so fun when I help them see this. What they're actually afraid of is judgment. Mm. Who isn't? Jesus Christ. I always, Me too. I always mm. say that these are like therapy sessions. and fuck, I know that you just come to us at the right time because <laughs> I'm no athlete, <laughs> definitely no athlete, um, but I, <laughs> what I love about this is, you know, you're saying this and I'm thinking about my own life and I really urge our listeners to be doing the same and, and thinking about where in their own life where they have goals and, you know, uh, dancing around actually doing the goals and, you know, my days, there's times where I feel so good when I've gotten through my list of jobs of, you know, just around the house jobs or work jobs or whatever they are. But I feel like I never really put down the list on my list, like, you know, make some actionable steps of where I'm trying to go in my career and in my life, you know, like I just feel like I dance around and go, well, if I fill my day with all these mundane little fluffy fluffy things, it will make me feel good and give some sort of sense. But at the same time, I'm literally just passing the ball. I'm passing the ball as soon as I get it because I go, oh, no, I'm too scared of that. That's a great analogy and I, you're right. When I, so this is what I say to athletes and if this, like all of these concepts are universal. So when I say athletes, I'm like, just take this into your own life and it fits. Yeah, we're an athlete so in I say our that, life. Yeah, I'm definitely yeah. Yeah, an athlete. But no, you're the athlete I, in your life. I think yeah. that's what I love about it because you're using an example, but we can all use these across the board. Yes. Definitely. Yeah. So I'll say to an athlete, so let's say you miss the net in an important game. I think you call it football or Aussie rules or something down there, (laughs) something that, okay. So let's say you do this, this thing, you make this mistake in a really important game. I said, and so I say this to Athi, what if every single person in the stadium, when you miss the net stood up and cheered confetti got sprayed across the whole stadium. And every time you miss the net, you got paid a thousand bucks. It wouldn't be so bad, would it? I said, would you avoid missing the net? And they're like, heck no. Getting paid. And I'm like, correct. And I said, because why? I said, how did you get judged? They're like, oh, I got judged favorably. Correct. Judgment has two sides. It's two sides of the same coin. I judge you favorably. I judge you infavorably. What are we always trying to avoid? Unfavorable. So disapproval. When I pass, I'm less likely to be judged because now I don't have to shoot and miss the net and get the big judgment. So we play it safe. We don't take risks. Our creativity goes down. We do the things we're already good at. There's the what. But then go under. Why? Because it's how we avoid judgment. That is powerful. Christ almighty. Isn't it amazing? Like, how are we not all just asking ourselves, all right, now let's go a step deeper. Why? Why? Because it's hard and it's ugly looking and so we're just going to keep fluffing around, but it's also not going to change. You will never get to the next level of anything without asking yourself the why. 
I'm feeling very like, you know, when your heart starts racing because you're like, oh, fuck, 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 fuck. I think she's so oh, she's, yeah, Exactly. I feel like I'm like having a mini heart attack, a little <laughs> anxiety attack because I'm like, oh, and the butterflies are staring in my Maybe belly. Maybe it's and an excitement though. Maybe it's more exciting to is. be like, oh, Shawnee just unleashed you. Yeah, she just called me out Can't too. hold you down. Oh. Well, you know what that's kind of cool about this is – I think there's something freeing when we actually start solving the right problem. Oh, Jesus. And so I say to that, so, so athletes think they're afraid of missing that. Like they, they're not solving the right problem. So when I help them be like, okay, do you see the thing you're afraid of is negative judgment? And they're like, yes. I'm like, great. Let's learn how to handle it because it's never going away ever. You're going to get judged for the rest of your life. You get judged standing in the grocery store lineup. You get judged by the car you drive, the house you live in, the school you went to, how many goals you scored, how messy your house is, how the grade your kids get in school. Even so when how, I show this to athletes, yeah. go ahead. Even how neat your house is or how good things how neat. are too, You know, like it's. Yes. Both are judgments. Right? My house is really neat and tidy and people like that about me. Well, that's a judgment, a positive one. My house isn't neat and tidy. People think I, that's a judgment. So when I show this to athletes, I said, the biggest thing that you're afraid of is the feeling that comes when you are being negatively judged. And I'm like, so, but what if you could be like, you know what? That feeling is this, let's so let's put it in the bucket of feelings. Happy is a feeling. Sad is a feeling. Disappointed is a feeling. Motivated is a feeling. Unmotivated is a feeling. Can, can you put it in this bucket? It's like, yeah, what's mental toughness? Being able to handle our feelings. All of them. Yes. The happy ones and the crappy ones. And athletes can start figuring out. It's like, Wow. This judgment that I worried about is holding me back. It's not, I'm not stepping up as my greatest self. And and the quote is, when you worry too much, what others think, you will always be their prisoner. Oh, my God. When you worry too much about what others think, you will always be their prisoner. Wow. Correct. So then you can ask yourself, I'm feeling whose dark. judgment, whose judgment am I fearing? And then I would say to you, so whose prisoner are you? Okay, so come back to sport. Athletes are a prisoner to their coach, to their parents, depending on their age, to their teammates, to opponents, to social media, because every single one of those people have an opinion. An opinion is a judgment, a good one or a bad one. And so I say to them, oh, how does it feel being a prisoner to your coach? I said, do you feel weak or strong? He said, I feel weak. I said, I know. Do you feel empowered or disempowered? I feel disempowered. I said, I know. So now that you know when you're a prisoner, you will always feel weak and disempowered because the judgment Oh, second, I can't, it's coming again. Here it is. The judgment is making you change your behavior. 
so that you can get better judgment. You, so you can get favorable judgment. So you stop being who you really are and you play it safe. Oh, Jesus Christ. Whew. Everybody just look up quick over to shawneeharley.com and sign up. Yeah, now. I need to take a does it? Yes. Judging, you change who you are. How true is that though? Mm. How many times do you find yourself not being who you are because of other people's reaction to their judgment, their or even before they even get a chance to react to be able to judge, you choose in your head what their We're, reaction would could potentially be. So, so good. I'm judging and you so from good. judging me from judging you. Christ from, had some judgment in yeah, it. So it's like good. a big judging so bubble, but like I'm judging me, judging you, judging. We're already thinking about what that person thinks of us, and they've not even come near us. You've Maybe. not even interacted yet, and you have changed who you are because of your fear of judgment. Yes, um, and so you're looking for you're looking for approval. Yes. So then we change what we say, what we wear, what we think. We pass more than we shoot because this is how we get approval. Yes. Well, how we think we get, we're trying to get approval. So I think part of mental toughness is this ability to tolerate the discomfort of crappy feelings. To be able to tolerate somebody's disapproval. Tolerance doesn't mean I have to like it. But I will tell you something about tolerance that I've learned. It's like a muscle. Our tolerance grows when we practice it. When we sit in it, we get better at handling what it feels like when someone's judging me. It doesn't poke as hard when we sit in it and we practice it. And so if I could offer some solutions, so we've, we're, we're pretty <laughs> good. We, have, we see, right? We see what's going on under here. Yeah. And so then athletes are like, okay, great, Shawnee. I see my problem. I'm everyone's prisoner. <laughs> I'm like, I know. I feel so crappy. I'm like, you're on everyone else's bus. And you're sitting in the freaking back seat. I said, it's your damn bus. Start driving it, even if you don't have a driver's license. And stop letting the wrong people on your bus, FYI. Oh. So here's how I help them handle it. And again, none of this is perfect. Right? People are imperfect. They're, this is These things help. Do they help perfectly every single time? No. But at least we start having some tools to take the shackles off, to let ourselves out of jail. So these are some of the solutions that I teach. It's like, okay, I think of it like um, a, a pile of rope. And the pile of rope is the opinion. And everyone in your life has their own pile of rope. So let's go back to sports. So I say to the athlete, okay, coach says, come on, you got to make that shot. You can, you hear the judgment. Okay. And so then I say to the athlete, when coach says that, here's what you do. 
you throw coach the entire pile of rope, the entire opinion. If coach has all of it, how much do you have? None. Mm. Pull the damn rope back in. Pull, 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 pull. Because if they have all, you have none, that means you have no voice. You have no opinion. You're just going to walk around like a little robot and a little puppet, changing your behaviors to gain approval. You gave away your power. Correct. Whose approval should we be looking for every day of our life? Our own. But when we give the rope away and that person didn't take it, we gave it. Pull it back. So how much of the rope do we give or take? I don't have perfect numbers, but I'll say this to an athlete. So your teammate says, you know, you're, you suck. How much of the rope do you think that teammate should have? And I can see they're thinking, they're thinking, I'm like, okay, let me ask you this. How much does your 13, 14 year old teammate know? They're 14. (laughs) They don't know diddly squat. They know as much as you do. So how much rope should your teammate get? When I help them through this, they'll be like, well, I'm an, I want to be a good person and a good teammate. And I said, great. They go, well, okay, they can have 10% of the rope. I'm like, okay, how much do you get? Oh, that means I have 90. Great. So how about your coach? Is your coach smarter than your teammate? Yes. Great. How much of the rope do you think your coach should get? Depends on the athlete, but a lot of them will say, well, they can have 50%. I said, well, then how much do you have? 50. Yes. How much do your parents get? How much does social media get? When we are not managing ourselves, we throw the whole damn rope to every person in our life. And we have zero And when we have zero, can you see what happens with their judgment? Because we have no voice, no opinion, we double whammy it and we judge ourselves. So it becomes they judge us and then we judge ourselves on top of it because we threw the rope and we gave it all to them. This is why self-esteem goes down. Yes. Wow. Yeah, I'm just over here trying to breathe. Think about where you've handed your rope um, and trying to get it back. Y- yeah, pretty much. That's exactly <laughs> what I'm just thinking about. Opening the door to get some people off my bus. Yeah, because, exactly. Oh my god, I've never ever thought of it like that. And surely that was beautiful, absolutely beautiful. Yeah, you are the most perfect person to mentor these people. Anybody, every single person to teach mental toughness because you are able able to just get it across so easily. Mm. Isn't it? But go down to Well, the and may level. we say anytime anytime something sounds easy, we know it's not, right? There's a difference between simple and easy. Mm. This stuff is is difficult, 
and it's it's a journey, right? We, again, it's a skill. It's a skill. Absolutely. What happens when we practice skills? We get better at them. This is what a, this is why I love what I teach because can you see we're teaching emotional intelligence? Yeah. In my version, it's the ability to acknowledge, understand, and manage our thoughts, feelings, and emotions. Because that brings the truth, and the truth sets us free. Wow. Isn't it incredible how the truth will set you free has been around forever, mm. but that just gave mm. it a whole lot of new meaning. It gives it depth and it gives it, like you say, a whole lot of me, but it actually gives it a meaning because I think mm. you can hear those sort of sayings and go, and go oh, yeah, the truth will set you through. But it, it also means that it sort of sounds half-assed and it sounds like it should be an easy set you free, whereas this is meaning mm. you have to go through the trenches, you have to go through this, but as you're going through that, that muscle is going to keep growing and keep getting stronger and that resilience and that you know, helping through judgment and, you know, all those sort of things is going to keep getting stronger and stronger and stronger and you will come through the other end. Yeah. Absolutely incredible. See if this little tidbit helps as well. So when we pull the rope back and somebody made a negative judgment about us, I think it's very healthy because pulling the rope back means I need, to, I need to ask myself what I think about that judgment. I need to have an opinion on the judgment. I need to have a voice. And so I'll ask athletes when coach says X, when parents say X, when social media says X, when a, whatever, then you get to ask yourself, do I think that judgment is true or false? And I asked them to go, I said, if you think it's true, I said, I want you to provide proof and evidence. Because we just take this judgment in like, oh, yeah, that's that's that must be true about me. I, I really do suck. I am really shitty. I am. The, and I'm like, show me the proof and evidence. Would this judgment hold up in a court of law in front of a jury? Show me proof and evidence. Half the time, these athletes, there's no, they can't even come up with any proof and evidence. We just automatically believe all these negative things about ourselves. So then I'm like, okay, well, let's say someone makes a judgment. And then I'm like, provide proof and evidence. Give me a, a case for and against. And if they're like, Shawnee, I don't, there's no proof and evidence. I'm like, great. Then refute it. Refute it. Give it the middle finger. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But what about the other? They're like, well, you know what? There is proof and evidence. I'm like, great. This is called somebody just helped us see our blind spots. Somebody just showed us the areas that we need to grow in. Now I can make some conscious choices. So in sport, it would be like, Oh, I see why I'm not shooting. I'm actually not a very good shooter. No wonder I pass. I see my fear of being judged for not being a good shooter. What can I do about it? That's an important question. I, I really love this because 
if you had said to me, you know, to take on that judgment, I would have, you know, that first, before you asked about the, the, the give me some proof and evidence, I would have been the first person to say, no, no, yeah, well, just because they said it. And then until you ask for that proof and evidence, you know, will it stand up in court? Is this going to happen? I think that just really takes it to a whole new level and unpacks so much more because if you can't, well, then why are you taking that on? Correct. It also means, remember we said the truth will set you free, but if that's so wonderful, how come nobody wants to look at it? Because the other part of the truth is there is some truth in the judgment. That's the part we sometimes don't want to see. It's like there is some truth in the judgment, but we can go, oh, good to know. I get to decide what I can do about that because decisions decide destiny. I can choose to improve my shooting using sport. It could be like in life, it could be like, you know what? I can choose to become a better listener. Maybe I'm not a very good listener. I can choose to become a better listener. So then we don't have to fear judgment because we get to refute it if it's not true. We get to take it if it is true and then decide what to do about it, what to do with it, because we're trying to become our greatest self. Don't we want to grow? Don't we want to become better at X? But this is the part of the truth that we don't often like because it actually means they're right and I feel bad about myself or they're right and I can't wait to grow in that area. And I think it's if you look at that judgment and there is some truth in it, looking at that through the lens of love and going, okay, what Mm. are they actually saying? What, you know, without their emotional feelings to what is stripping that, you know, taking all those layers back and going, okay, through the lens of love, they've actually meant, you Mm. know, I can't pass as well, or, you know, I'm not a very good throw, but how can I grow through? Holy shit, Shawnee, that is amazing. But here's an, here's another level. There's two lenses of love. One that lens that looks out what about the lens that looks in that lens a lot of times does not have very damn much love mm. yeah i can yeah <laughs> you got me um definitely wow that's so true though isn't it but seeing yourself through the lens of love well we've only you only really use it to look out mm. nobody looks in well, I think a lot of the time, and I don't know if you guys have it over there, Shawnee, but, you know, for us it comes down to a saying of the tall poppy syndrome. We talk about that quite often in Australia where it's like sometimes when you give yourself love, it's like you could be, an in quotation, little finger mark things, up yourself or this or that. But when it's coming from a loving place, you're not actually putting anybody else down. You're just giving yourself some love and some care and yeah. seeing yourself through the lens of love. And the recognition. Yeah. Yeah. Well, agreed. 
but I keep coming back to this word truth. I love myself even when I sit in my full, authentic truth. And the truth is I'm imperfect. And the truth is sometimes people are judging me correctly because I'm a dumbass sometimes. And I still love myself. Like, love to, to put the lens in. I think we have to love ourselves for our truth. And the truth is we're imperfect. Mm. We need like a mic drop. Like We do. And I'm just letting that wash over everyone because the way that I feel, I'm sure there would be so many other listeners that just need to hear that one again and just need to really take a moment to let that settle in to their heart. Yeah, I think it's one thing to listen, but one thing to listen to with your heart Mm -hmm. is different. This stuff is so, I mean, the theory sounds so great. I, I, I know that when I'm coaching these athletes and parents and families and coaches, I know who I'm coaching. Yes, <laughs> exactly. It's like physician heal thyself. I'm working on the exact same things that they are when I'm helping them come to terms with their truth and set themselves. Like I'm doing the same thing. And so that's how, that's why I know how hard it is. This is a, this is not a walk around the block. I tell parents, have your, your teenager, your 10, 12, whatever year old sign up with me. And I guarantee you when they're an adult, they won't have to sign up for therapy. We're already doing the therapy when we're, when we're taking this training, emotional intelligence, self-awareness, facing our fears, loving ourselves through the truth of our imperfections. What if we had all started that journey when we were 10, 8, 12, 16? I didn't know any of this. Not everything I'm 10. I didn't know any of this when I was an athlete or a coach. Didn't know any of it. No. And it's hard. Setting your kids up. Imagine setting your kids up. Oh, yeah. You know, talk about breaking some chains and, yeah. you know, keeping things going high, that's for sure. Mm. It's so funny if we're talking about this and I just love how the universe works, right? And this morning I was creating content and one of the things that I spoke about was, you know, when you have to do something for yourself and to, you know, become greater and level up and all those sort of things, we we find blocks and we put them in our way. Mm-hmm. You know, we make it too hard. We, you know, we, we hide our truth, right? But then when, say, your best friend or one of your friends came to you and said, look, this is what I've got to do. Like, this is what I want. Like, you know, do you have any advice on how to get there? And, you know, you're the first person to be like, yeah, okay, cool. Well, what you want to do is you want to start out by this and you, <laughs> you, you kind of give them this, a little bit of a roadmap or a bit of an idea and you open up thoughts that you'd never really given yourself and then but if you'd it's done very it very hard to bring it back on yourself it's though, so to hard. do that for your own self yeah, yeah yeah you put these little roadblocks yeah up in the way yeah well that that conversation that you just had in your head with the friend 
what they actually do is they help push us toward our courage. So if if I think of fear, I think of it like I I like working in opposites. The opposite of fear is courage. And remember I said we were going to try to provide some solutions to all of this. The formula that I teach, because I'm like half the time, Athletes, they're not going to remember. Do you know how much they're going to remember about what I said? Like, not very dang much. So I'm like, okay, I better get something catchy and smart that they can just do this thing and remember. So here it is. Three steps. Wait, shift, choose. Wait is an acronym. It's W-A-I-T. What am I thinking it's so wait, and it actually means pause, chill, take a moment, <laughs> take a breath, because we can't change it if we don't know we're doing it. Wait, what am I thinking? Then we shift. Because we can choose our thoughts. We can't necessarily choose our feelings, but we can choose our thoughts. So how do I want to take this feeling, this, you know, I don't, you know what, I, I don't even know what I'm doing. Why am I creating this content? It's so boring. Nobody's going to like it. But then we can shift. We can say, well, what if one person likes it? Do I like it? Hell yeah. So do you see how it's just, a, it's a shift. Yes. And we can choose that shift. So wait, shift, and then step three is choose. Choose a courageous action. No matter how small, no matter how small the the little courageous action is, because courage is the antidote to fear. And Brene Brown said, we can be brave and afraid at the same time. Yeah, she did. Wow. Well, 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 um, my mind is blown. I'm feeling very vulnerable right now. Hey, I, yeah, I'm just I'm like. I'm feeling my own judgment on myself. I'm like, Jesus. I, I am feeling together. so vulnerable <laughs> and there's so much coming up for me that I'm like, holy Jesus, God, Lord Christ, what's going on here? Like I am really like. My belly's wow. turning. I oh. yeah, I've got all the feels happening right now because I and just you haven't even signed up for the program. Oh, I just think, and I really hope that our listeners can sit with this and have that understanding. You yeah. know, I hope you get to listen to this podcast while you're out for a walk by yourself or driving in the yeah. car or something like that, so well, that you, you have can the time to take it in to take it in. And if it's one of those things you have to listen to twice or three times or and something like pause. that, yeah, you have to be happy to press pause and yes. like just let things wash over you. Yeah, and even if you have to, you know, write it in your notes on your phone just mm. to get it somewhere so you can see it again because. That information is just something that oh, it's powerful. Is so powerful, it? so powerful. Shawnee, I want to know about your program because I noticed on your website that the you would is it March and April that you were doing new intakes for. Correct. Uh, like I do. Good. I do new intakes every at the beginning of every every month is a start of a new program that I run. So. Right today, wow, it's March 1st. So March 1st, 
uh, we have where people are signing up this week and we start on Sunday and then it's the same for April, May, etc. Oh, wow. That's incredible. And I think it's such a nice time frame to know about, you know, that you're, you get in and you've got your, you've got your time to sign up and then you, you're working together for a month and you can continue, like it continues, but to know that you're going to go, you're going to go hard on it and you're going to see the changes in yourself. I'm pretty sure you're going to see the changes in yourself in the first day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, what, well, we've been on the phone for 40 oh, minutes. You do. You, you, it, the, remember I talked about a flashlight? Yeah. Yeah. The minute you get a flashlight, you start seeing through the darkness. Now. Immediately. Yes. It's so frippin'. Oh, it's so exciting. Oh, my gosh. It's incredible, Shawnee. And, and it's, something that you must be so incredibly proud of just to be able to hand somebody a flashlight or help them find it in their drawer of junk to be able to to see these things and and make it happen it feels um it feels win-win right when i can help fill someone else's cup it it fills mine and that's what's so like I'm, some days I'm like, wow, I can't believe this is what I get to do. It, I know that this is this is my calling, and and this is my passion. I mean, to help people, to help people build a toolkit that changes their life forever. Mm. That's what I get to do, and then I get to change mine in the process. Exactly. Seriously, people. You lucky Whoa. duck. Yeah, that is I know. incredible. That is absolutely incredible. Shawnee, is there any other I mean, I've got like a whole page and so is Courtney. Is there any little wonderful things you would like to sign off with? Any yeah. one liners, any something that gets us in all the feels? Well, this is what just popped into my head. If you always do what you've always done, you will get what you already have. If there is no change, nothing changes. We need to stop doing the same things that are giving us the same results. If we want different, if we want more, we have to do different. We have to do more. I choose the word different. I think is better than more. Yes. Oh my I agree God. with you that. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh. Shawnee, we love having you around. Thanks for blowing our minds again. Exactly. Thanks for having <laughs> us back. These two crazy Aussie women. You, you were okay to sign back up with us. <laughs> Oh, Shawnee, thank you so much for your energy and your love and your knowledge. I'm sure so many people, including us, firstly us, have just gotten so much out of this recording today. I sure hope that I've encouraged your listeners because your greatest self is in there. Your greatest self wants this flashlight so badly your greatest self is ready to step right up to the top of the podium. 
but you gotta go get it. Oh, oh so good. And if you are looking for some more information on Shawnee, check her out. Her website is epic. Yes. ShawneeHarley.com. Um, and then you've also got Facebook, LinkedIn, all the things, don't you, Shawnee? I do. My Facebook's my favorite. I'm poking a lot of people in there. I'm also on Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Love it. Beautiful. If you can't find her, open your damn eyes. Exactly. Go and check her out. Thank you so much, Shawnee. We might have to do a round three. (laughs) It's a promise. Honestly, yeah. (laughs) Yes.